Hi there, I'm Adam Young, editor of the Lubbock Avalanche Journal, and this is The Lead. In this weekly podcast, we highlight some of the big stories impacting Lubbock and the South Plains. I visit with a few of our reporters. We talk a bit about what they're working on and stories they expect to share in the coming days. So let's get started. I'm joined by the Avalanche Journal Sports Editor, Carlos Silva Jr., and we've also got Alex Driggers from the News Desk. We're here to talk back to school and back to football. Those have been big topics the um, last couple weeks. Um, coming into this week, we've had some big movement in the Big 12, including uh, just the conference realignment uh, talk. Where, where are we at on that right now, Carlos? Well, yeah, absolutely, Adam. It's just one of those things where you look at uh, the Big 12 Conference, and I don't think it's uh, going away, as a lot of people thought when Texas and Oklahoma were about to leave for the SEC a couple years, and that was really the earth-shattering news back in the day. Now, all of a sudden, you don't know if the Pac-12 is going to go away. Uh, you don't know if the ACC is going to take on some teams, or maybe it's going to lose some teams. You don't know what Notre Dame's going to do. Just a lot of hectic movement going on but the big thing that the big 12 knows is they're going to get the corner schools as everyone's been calling them arizona arizona state you got colorado and you added utah which is a big thing for a lot of people that are complaining that all the rivalries and regional rivalries are going away in college you got utah and byu the holy war so you've got that added for the big 12 that could maybe even take uh, the pac-12 after dark some of those games that are you know in the pacific time zone that's something that's going to be very interesting to see how Brett Yormark uh, utilizes some of the new schools that they've added. But yeah, definitely a lot of uh, movement with some of these schools. But I think the most important thing is it seems like the Big 12, including Texas Tech and some other teams that are very uh, familiar with that conference, are going to be A-OK as of right now. You know, What do those moves do in terms of keeping the Big 12's uh, viability as a basketball conference? It seems like that's the uh, perhaps the, the best strategy. I would say in the long term, I think that's what Brett Yormark wants to do is at some point he wants to break off basketball and try and get its own TV deal. That's why you've seen some reports about Brett Yormark looking into UConn. Uh, looking into Gonzaga just as basketball-only members. I don't necessarily know if that's going to happen, but when you add a team like an Arizona, that's got a great pedigree. Yeah, they didn't win the national championship as recent as UConn, but you've got a very good basketball squad there. And when you really look at all the teams that are in there basketball-wise, they've very highly ranked in terms of, you know, just in terms of the country and very well thought of teams. Yeah, Colorado has to, you know, step it up a little bit, but you look at some of the other teams like a... UCF or you know Cincinnati they're on the they're on the come up as you will and I think that's something that Brett Yormark is certainly uh, thinking of when he does make these decisions is how can he make this conference better because as he well knows I think it's kind of a well-known fact around the, the country is that the SEC is football you look at the Big Ten that's football they have the biggest TV rights deals for football and I think Brett Yormark again looking in the long term when this uh, TV deal, I believe in 2030 or uh, beyond, I can't remember the exact date, but whenever that TV deal ends, maybe he's going to see if he can do a football only and a basketball only TV deal for the Big 12 when that does come about, come around, pardon me. I know a lot of these changes really won't take effect for until next year, perhaps even later than that, but it seems to be creating some hype already for this season, along with some other stuff happening at Tech. They've already sold out a couple of games, is that right? Uh, yeah, they actually sold out earlier this month uh, the Oregon game, and then of course uh, just sold out the Houston game, which 
I think there's going to be a lot of people that are interested in that one, assuming their quarterback stays healthy. If he does win the quarterback starting job, that being Donovan Smith, a former starter for Texas Tech. And both of those were sold out, uh, that being the September 30th Big 12 home opener against Houston and the September 9th home opener against Oregon. And the thing to remember is because of the construction that's going on at Jones AT&T Stadium, a sellout is going to be a little bit less than most uh, people remember. It's about 4000 less. It's a little over 60000 right now. A sellout is about 56200 from the numbers we've been hearing from Texas Tech. And then not only that, but then season tickets have been sold out. And that number was at 31649 earlier when we spoke to Tech. So you could certainly see a little bit more movement uh, or increase in those numbers for season tickets. Uh, the whole reason they keep it at a smaller number like that is because 12,000 are going to be distributed for Texas Tech students, as you all know, that they have to get their seats along with the Texas Tech band as well. So when you look at that, it's certainly on the up and up for Texas Tech football. It's just a matter of can they get the wins and can they continue that momentum that Joey McGuire started in his first year. And then, of course, Sonny Cumbie the year prior as they won back-to-back goal, bowl games going into this season. And then I know around the time this podcast drops Monday, I believe the AP uh, preseason poll is going to drop. That's correct. And any expectations from that after what we saw last week with that USA Today coaches poll? I mean, it seems like uh, everyone lo- is thinking very highly of Joey McGuire and the Red Raiders. I-, I know I saw one person, I believe Brett McMurphy, or an- I can't remember the other person that had dropped their AP poll. I know a couple people that usually send those, and a lot of them were in the top 20. So you could potentially see Texas Tech ranked in the top 25 for the first time in several years. That's, again, just another wave of excitement for fans to, you know, try and get these single-season tickets that are now available because some of these games are uh, sold out, as we just mentioned, with Oregon and Houston. But I think uh, when you look at what is potentially going to happen with this uh, ranking for Texas Tech, I think Joey McGuire and all of his players will say what really matters is the number that's near your name after the end of the season, after you win the final game. So I think that's the most important part. But yeah, certainly that's all for the fans to get excited uh, when that Monday poll does come out. And then just beyond football, we've got students coming back to Lubbock, uh, filling up the city again after our summer lull here. No, uh, last weekend, right, uh, or this up this most previous weekend, uh, Texas Tech uh, students started moving in, but there were other university move-ins coming in the uh, coming days too, right, Alex? Right, Texas Tech started their move-in on uh, this this past weekend, and they'll continue it next weekend as well. And uh, Wayland Baptist University up in Plainview uh, had their move-in on Friday. And Lubbock Christian University will start their move in this coming Thursday. So, yeah, a lot of excitement in, in our college towns around the area here in Lubbock, over in Level Land and up in Plainview. Um, lots of those young, fresh faces in in our city. And, uh, yeah, the buzz is kind of in the air for the uh, going, going back to class um, for the 2023-24 school year. And then beyond higher education. We've also got the start of school for most public uh, schools around the Lubbock area this week too, right? Right. We had a lot of meet the teachers last week and um, and, and, and our big three districts here in Lubbock, that being Lubbock ISD, Lubbock Cooper ISD, and Friendship ISD starting school on Wednesday the 16th. So um, seen a lot of parents getting some last minute school supplies as I've been shopping uh, this past week and you know, folks just gearing up and, and running around and getting ready uh, for back to school. But um, I'll tell you, Adam, 
I'm not in school, but I'm definitely ready for, uh, you know, the routine to be kind of back in place. Understood. You had take advantage of any of those back to school sales just for your own personal life? Or is that a thing that, that I haven't needed? Do? I haven't needed any loose leaf notebook paper lately. So uh, I haven't, but um, but was it your weekend to stock up on socks, sales tax free, things like that? I could probably I could probably stand to get some socks. You know, maybe I can grab some for a for a good price. You know, to replace my my holy socks that I've got going on right now. But but yeah, um, lots going on as we prepare for back to school. I know some schools around the region have already started school, and it's been um, it's been cool to see all my Facebook friends posting their uh, first day of school pictures. So. I think that uh, I think that here in the next few weeks, we'll things will settle down and um, life will be back to normal. And we've got high school football starting back up too. Um, any expectations from that? Any changes uh, from your game plan this year, Carlos? Not, not too much. Obviously, uh, Stephen Garcia is going to be our main high school beat writer. Nathan Geese has moved more into a Texas Tech role so we can cover, you know, the Texas Tech Red Raiders and Lady Raiders and all the things that are going on with them. But nothing necessarily changed. We're still going to be at games every week. We're still going to provide statistics and everything for high school football and do our best to cover all the other sports because as we well know, there are more than, you know, I want to say 40 plus schools that we're covering here in the area. So we're doing our best to keep everyone up to date. And I think the biggest thing is if you stay at LubbockOnline.com, you're going to certainly do that. But in terms of uh, football, August 24th is the first day for most uh, schools here in the Lone Star State. But before that, don't forget, volleyball start started up, uh, I believe, this week or the week prior. So certainly don't forget about some of those Olympic sports. They're also going to be doing well. We've got a lot of great volleyball teams like a Shallow Water, Denver City, and you know Idaloo and Monterey and all those teams that have done very well and almost gotten to the state tournament. So I think those are the ones that we're going to be looking forward to along with some of the other surprises that we see throughout the year. Yeah, definitely a, a big shout out to those other oft forgotten, oft overshadowed uh, fall athletes in, in volleyball, cross country. Um, you know, those guys work just as hard as the football players and don't often get as much of the spotlight. So a big shout out to those guys and, and gals. Absolutely. Yeah, well, thanks for joining us, Carlos. And thanks, Alex. Absolutely. Yes, sir. There's a lot going on around our community, and we love your story ideas and tips. Please feel free to reach out to me at ayoung at labaconline.com, give me a call, or hit me up on social media. Here's hoping the week ahead brings great news and developments to Lubbock in our area. The lead is produced with the help of the Avalanche Journal's trends and breaking news reporter Mateo Rusilis and photo editor Annie Rice. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to checking back in with you next week. <laughs>